0: afternoon, everybody out there in internet, radio land, around the world, wherever you may be, tuning in to my show, Church of the Souls Evolution. Welcome. I hope you had a good week. I hope you're doing all right. I pray that everything is going well for you. It is for me, thanks to God. And I was thinking about today what to say, what to talk about. I'm always talking about spirituality. That's what my show is about, spirituality. And I'm still involved with religion. You know, I go to church every Sunday. I'm a member of the gospel choir at Freedom Chapel on Lackland Air Force Base. And that's one of the best things I've done in my life. And I go to Bible study on Wednesdays. We have choir practice on Wednesdays after the Bible study. And I'm surprised sometimes at what some people believe, but I understand they are where they're at in their own soul's evolution, you know. And one thing people believe, one thing that... I've got these little flies flying around me. I'm trying to swat them away because they're going from my eyes. Anyway, one thing that Christians believe is that when... You die. You have to wait to get resurrected. This is how it goes, I think. You have to wait to get the resurrection of the body. When Jesus comes back, all the dead will rise in Christ or something like that, which is, in my opinion, utter nonsense, you know. We are spirits in the material world, just like that song by the police, you know. We are spirits in the material world and When we die, our spirits will pop out of our body and go to a place, a place in light or darkness, commensurate with the evolution of our soul, all the spiritual development we've been able to achieve here on earth. There is no delay. There's, as I mentioned before, there is no religion in heaven, period. None. We're all children of the co-creator gods of this solar system then there is the hold on just a minute please I've got some bug spray here so I thought I would put it on a little bit just a little bit Keep them away from my head. But now, I'm going to have to back up a little bit because I sprayed. That's better. So, as I've mentioned before in other shows, once upon a time, many billions of years ago, in the center of the universe, there was an explosion called the Big Bang. And the universe, as we know it, the physical universe, began forming itself, one solar system after another, until one galaxy was formed. There are a limited number of solar systems that can fit in a galaxy, maybe a million, maybe more, maybe less. And there's a lot of galaxies around the universe, my friends. We're part of an amazing situation that's going on. A creator who is, from a recent near-death experience that I saw and heard about on YouTube, and if you want to check it out, I mentioned it before, I constantly get amazed of all the different near-death experiences, but this one in particular, Donna Rebado, r e b a if you want to put it into YouTube, you got to check it out, please. Near-death experience, creator of the universe is all you have to type in. Near-death experience, creator of the universe. She had an encounter. She almost drowned. She left her body. She was in eternity, as she put it. Went through a veil, like a saran wrap veil. And realized that she was pure spirit. And... In your spirit body, there are trillions of cells, electrons, I guess you could call them, and they all are part of the outline of your spirit. You know, your whole body, your spirit body resembles the physical body in many ways. Different, obviously, you know, there's no bodily fluids, yet you still have organs from what I've read and understand to be true, and there is the capacity to eat, however, like when you're in heaven, from the trees of life, the fruit, the twelve fruits. But hold on, here's another dog that wants to come out. Hey, buddy, What's going on, man? And so that was one of our dogs. The dogs come and they go because, you know, I'm not out here in the enclosed patio of our backyard, and they come out to do their thing and go back in. So they have me open the door and then close it and then open the door again to let them in. So that happens frequently. So in heaven, yes, heaven does exist. Heaven is a beautiful, beautiful paradise of a land, if you will. It's a, a world. It's a world of light. Do you know any world of lights around here in the sky, in our solar system? Well, congratulations if you thought of it, because it's really not very complicated. It's quite simple to understand that we as spirits were born, our souls and our spirits were born on a world of light. Because our spirits can live in a fire, can live in light energy because they're made of light energy right logical so far and heaven just like jesus said that he came to prepare a place for it there's mansions there everything is created by thought in heaven which is really what the universe is and nothing more than a giant intelligent thought and here on planet earth it's a very wonderful beautiful planet, is it not? With all the variety of life, you know, over a million types of insects, thousands and thousands of different types of birds. I'm looking at one right now of reptiles, of fish in the ocean, seas, rivers, and lakes and amphibians and mammals. Our creator of the universe is a creator of bodies and planets and suns and moons, too, although you can say moon is really, a moon is nothing more than a small planet, actually. They got caught in the gravitational field of its larger planet, just like the moon did approximately 500,000 years ago. Yes, the moon of our of our poems and songs dating back thousands of years, was actually picked up in the gravitational field of Earth 500,000 years ago. And it's slowly getting closer and closer to Earth, but that won't happen within our lifetime, so don't worry about it. There's still about a few million years to go. Don't worry about it. Anyway, heaven, therefore, is the sun. Because if you have a spirit in your body, and I'm breaking this down, I'm breaking it down logically for you. Hold on. If you have a spirit in your body, then that spirit is made of light energy, and then when we die, that spirit leaves the body, and then... Depending on your level of evolution or spiritual development, your spirit will either go down below the surface of the earth to a place we know as God's jail, hell, if you will, for those that have committed a lot of terrible sins, for example, murder, rape, physical abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse even, the non-believers. I don't think that their time is that long, though, because there is no eternal damnation in hell, my friends. Don't believe what some people who aren't really loving, they're not very loving people who created that up, you know? Where did they get that from? Do You think God told them, the Mother and Father God, or the supreme creator of the universe told them, if you go to hell, you're going to be there forever. No, that's just one of the misconceptions of the Bible, my friends. And you know, in your heart of hearts and your soul of souls, that to be true, because our mother and father God are loving, more loving than other parents here, the physical, if you will, parents here on earth, who reproduce and have children, do you think we would condemn one of our children, who we love very much, to an eternity of pain and suffering just because they disobeyed us or because they made a big mistake? You no, know, usually, the majority of times, parents defend their children and even would lie for them, you know. So there is no eternal damnation, but there is rehabilitation of the very worst kind, shall I say. Because don't you know that some people are evil and have been raised that way, shaped and molded by their parents, unfortunate to say, but true. Raised and molded by their parents. Perhaps they were sexually abused as a child. Someone like Hitler, maybe. You know, a mind perversed. And perverse, excuse me. And... Would he be condemned to an eternity of suffering and pain there in hell, tormented by demons with snakes and spiders and all nasty things around and a, a terrible odor that you would smell all the time? just The most horrible odor that worse than anything you could imagine and the dim light of hell, you know, the darkness interspersed with lava beds of fire where supposedly the the people who commit these terrible sins go and are in this lava bed and the the gnashing, the wailing, and the screaming of people trying to get out of there. But have no fear. In my opinion, it's only a temporary rehabilitation, although the time domain there the time dimension is different than here on earth in the physical realm and what we could conceive as possibly one day there might be actually a thousand years here on earth and then also when one dies one might be a ghost that walks the surface of the earth that they are searching for in some of these Stories, of Some of these shows on television, a ghost is somebody who dies suddenly, violently. There could be ghosts from 2,000 years ago still walking the earth, not knowing that they're actually dead. They find themselves in a, another kind of dimension, similar to earth. They can't touch physical objects like the movie Ghost, you know, with Patrick Swayze. They can, though, they learn how to do it. They can interact with the physical dimension by practicing how to do that. Just like he explains that that man who was in the subway explains it to Patrick Swayze, they summon all their energy, all their anger, and then lash out. You know, they can move physical objects, which happens sometimes. And then you could also fly away. You could fly up, up, up into the sky and there is a dimension above the clouds which i call the lowest the lowest heaven and it's a very beautiful place crystalline structures you know these are not of the physical dimension so it might be difficult to comprehend but anyway suffice to say they exist if you want to read more about that particular dimension, read the book Saved by the Light with Daniel Brinkley, a man who was struck by lightning and had a near-death experience and subsequent relapses, experiences afterwards. and And his original near-death experience, he saw kind of like a city of crystal with buildings made of crystal and... Also, gold and silver and precious stones. Uh, stone, excuse me. And that's the lowest heaven. The highest heaven is within our solar system. And that doesn't necessarily apply to every soul because there are some whom the great Sylvia Brown, the psychic medium who passed away recently, may God bless her soul. She said in some of her books that. There are people like myself, I believe, who are mystic travelers who were born on other suns, in other solar systems, in other galaxies even, around the universe. And we come back to the lower category of evolution planets, like here on Earth, we are a category one on a scale of one to nine, and what does that mean? It means we're at the bottom of the pecking order We have come here to learn basic social values, to learn to love each other, to fight for peace. And, oh, no, you know what we've had. A lot of war in our past. Some people might not want to admit that, but it's true throughout the years. In other words, the human species is a very ferocious and warlike species and have been since the very beginning, you know. You want to believe Cain and Abel, you know, I don't, because, well, that's a good example of people killing each other, even back to the beginning of creation, supposedly, as the Bible states but Adam and Eve is a myth. You know, I, I'm secure with my beliefs. You know, when people talk about it at church, I say, yeah, well, that's all right. You can think that way. You know, I don't complain, because I am secure in my beliefs. I don't need to try to change someone's mind, because I know I'm right. The first people on Earth, as I mentioned in previous shows, came from another planet in our Milky Way galaxy and settled in Australia, China, Burma, India, and then there was a white race. um, Well, there was a black and yellow race, in other words, African-American. No, you can't say that, really. Black and yellow Asian Right. The black race settled in I've mentioned this before, for those of you who've heard me say it before, but for the benefit of those who are tuning in for the first time, I'm saying this again. And also to emphasize that my point, you know, that there was no Adam and Eve. There was just being, sentient beings from other planets around our universe that settled here, you know, and there's a lot of evidence in for example, Peru, the Inca Empire, were visited by extraterrestrials. The Egyptian Empire, if you will, the Egyptians were visited by extraterrestrials. How else could they have built their pyramids? You know, Anybody with a logical mind has to understand that you cannot build a pyramid like that only with human beings pulling ropes and logs, you know, getting 50-ton stones lifted up in such perfect symmetrical order, 600 feet above the ground, it's just impossible to do that. It wouldn't work. Many men would die. You know, because, so manpower did not do it. They had access to anti-gravitational technology from the extraterrestrials that were visiting back then. The Mayans also were visited by extraterrestrials. I've been to some of the ruins in... Central America, Tulum for one, Chichen Itza. I haven't been there, but if you go to Tulum, you'll notice that they have one building that resembles a flat pyramid. And if you go and look at some of the symbols on the sides, you can see that those symbols resemble something that could be compared to an astronaut, an ancient astronaut, because that pyramid was really nothing more for than a place for them to land there are flying saucers. All around the world, in Easter Island, also in different countries around the world, there's lots of evidence to suggest that we've been visited in the past by extraterrestrials. Even the book Chariots of the Gods, Chariots of the Gods by Eric von Daniken talks about how we've been visited by extraterrestrials. Even in the Bible, there are references to it, the wheel in the sky that's in Ezekiel, the old chapters of the Bible suggest visitation by a race that had a vehicle, extraterrestrial vehicle, that resembled a wheel, kind of like a flying saucer. On Mount Sinai, during Moses' time, there was fire and thunder, and, and that suggested a type of extraterrestrial vehicle that had... Kind of like propulsion systems equal to rocket power nowadays. You know, maybe a nuclear kind of energy powering their space vehicles, because the miracles that were supposedly performed by Moses were nothing more than an accompaniment of the technology of these extraterrestrials who have been observing and monitoring Earth for thousands of years now because they've been given the guardianship of our planet. And so it is with a more highly advanced civilization throughout the universe. They have guardianship over a less evolved and sometimes very less evolved civilization, like here on Earth, where really we haven't achieved the first letter of the word civilization in regard to... Maybe we have... Maybe we've reached the sea, you know, and don't confuse our technology with being evolved and spiritually developed. Our technology should mirror our spirituality. You let them get away from each other, and the technology grows more than the spirituality, and you have a recipe for disaster, my friends. And suffice it to say, there's no need to explain. There are thousands of nuclear weapons out there that could... Send our planet into a nuclear holocaust and a storm that would probably destroy most of the life on the Earth. There might be some people that could survive in underground caves or dwellings of some sort. But we are in very a very dangerous time where... Tomorrow is not guaranteed. It isn't anyway, you know, being human beings and being finite and always having that potential to be called home, just like in the song Dream On by Aerosmith. You know how that goes. Dream on, sing with me, sing for the years, sing for the laughter, sing for the cheers. Sing with me just for today, maybe tomorrow. Good Lord, take you away. So we can be taken away. Each of us has an expiration date, my friends. It's not guaranteed we're not going to live to be a ripe old age, you know, 100 plus years old. Even a baby born into the world might only survive for a few days and then back to the spirit realm, you know. Even a miscarriage, a woman who's pregnant with a baby... The baby might be growing in her womb for a few months, and then the baby's called home. You know, it might be a learning—it ultimately is a learning experience for the mother and the family, you know, that helps them in their spiritual development and their growth, the growth of their spirit. And I mentioned this before, that we are here on Earth. I'm broken this down very simply for all of us, and I've learned it from other people, so— You don't have to get your ego up, you know, about what I'm about to tell you. And that is, we have a soul, which is the brain of the spirit. And the soul shines with an intensity of light, a certain intensity. And let's say you were born. Yeah, we were born, right? We were born many years ago. I see people sometimes say, oh, look at the cute baby." Oh, the baby's so beautiful. Yes, I was a baby too. I was beautiful too. How about giving me some love, you know? Yeah, we were all babies at one time. But before we were born, we were a spirit. We existed. We had a pre-existence in the spiritual realm. And our souls and our whole spirit body, the soul was the brain of the spirit, shone with a particular, specific intensity of brightness. And the goal of our life here on Earth is to increase the intensity of that brightness, and it is for everybody, too. So let's just say, as an example, you are born here on Earth with a 60-watt light bulb, and I've said this before. I'll keep saying it again, because I think it needs to be shared with as many people as possible. You're born with a 60-watt intensity light bulb of the soul, so to speak. And when you die, hopefully many years out into the future, at a ripe old age, because why? Every day on Earth is a blessing, my friends. It's a blessing. It's a gift. And when we die, we want our soul to be shining brighter than it was when we were born into this world. Now, how we do that? How do we do that? We do that by... Just like Morgan Freeman said, and even Almighty, by random acts of kindness. You want to make the world a better place, son? Just do random acts of kindness. Being nice to people, your fellow neighbor, fellow human being. Love them. How do you do that? You pray for them. Pray. Can you remember that? Can you remember that? Um, I'll say it again, but for right now. Prayer. Prayer is for the really... The evolved, the spiritual people, if you are evolved, if you are spiritually developed, you are a prayer warrior. You know how to pray, and you pray for all people. That is the perfect prayer praying for everybody. The ultimate perfect prayer is, may God bless us, everybody. God, creator of the universe, please bless us, everybody, all you children. And we are the children of God, my friends. You know, Jesus taught us to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, so there are no single sons, some solitary sons and daughters of God. Don't let that confusion, like it has for thousands of years, people are confused about that. So God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Oh, my good. First of all, they think God is just a father, and they don't recognize a mother God, And I've explained this before many times, and I'll do it again. Father God on his throne there in heaven, shining with a light, a brilliant light. Because when we increase our soul's lamp, my friends, it also increases the lamp of the soul of the Father God, of the Mother God, of the Supreme Creator. It's what you call an enhancement of light, an increase in light in the universe. And you see all this darkness around us, deep space, interspersed with the brilliant diamond-like stars out there, which are really suns in the entire solar system. Dark energy and dark matter, my friends, we're living in a manufactured universe created for us to be able to increase the intensity of our soul's light. Yeah. And when we're in the presence of the Father God and the Mother God, you're going to notice that their light is so bright. Because as our mother and father, they're taking credit for our spiritual development as well as all the other billions of children that they have seared. I believe that's the correct word. You know, they create. They love to create, procreate. You can't blame a Father God for wanting to have sex with his soulmate, you know, Mother God. We like to have sex here on earth, don't you think, that we have sex in heaven? Yes, we do. It's called merging of the spirits. That's where your spirits combine, kind of like here on earth, but co-creator gods, when they merge their spirits, they become like one, just like the supreme creator of the universe, who's both male and female, but in the infinite mind and will of the supreme creator, the plan along with the creation of the universe was for sentient beings to go forth and reproduce and proliferate that that very essence throughout the universe. And by doing that Supreme the Supreme Creator put into effect that every co-creator God, in order to create would do so by merging with his or her own soulmate so that they would create one spirit, just like the supreme creator. Imagine that. That's what we do when we're, and I know I have to be careful what I say because I'm on radio here and I don't want to say something offensive, but reality is, I'm. Um, you know, people live in a fantasy world sometimes. You see it on television all the time, you know, fantasy, fantasy, this, fantasy, that. You give them a dose of reality and they'll say, whoa, you know, that's hard to take. I'm sorry. You know, an active shooter. whoa man. You know, wow. That's terrible. You know, I wish it would stop. Yes, me too. But then we go watching these terrible movies, you know, action movies, fantasy violence all the time on television, in the movies, video games, you know. So... Emerging of the spirits, and as I mentioned, Sylvia Brown, the great psychic medium, she also explained it with the mother and father god, our mother and father god. They merge their spirits, kind of like the act of reproducing here on Earth, for lack of a better way of putting it. But then they become one, and but they're still separate within one, and their synchronicity of thoughts and words spoken, and yes, the word just like it says in the Bible, and, you know, I don't agree with some things in the Bible, but I agree with most things, and it's a great book of wisdom, and it's holy, a very holy book. But when the words are spoken in synchronicity, that's how you're able to move those forces of creation, the cosmic forces, and things begin to materialize, you know, it's like magic. But it all begins with the Word, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Nothing was created without the Word. It was the kind of the same thing. Even though in the spiritual realm, the Word is more like telepathical. It's a telepathical word, if you will. You know, there are no physical larynxes and voice boxes in the spirit realm, but it's a very similar kind of process. And so if they want to, the Mother and Father God, and going back to... How could there only be a Father God? Well, Father God is a man, right? Agreed. And a man wants a woman, usually. I mean, not all men do, you know, because some might be homosexual or gay, which means they have the sex, an opposite sex inside their body, or a a female spirit might be in their body, or in a female body, a, a male spirit might exist there. You know, they're born into this world, that way you know they're born that way why because they want to make the world a better place it's all in an effort to make us love each other you know to have patience and tolerance don't impose your will upon other people just because they don't agree with what you believe in and vice versa you know freedom that's all what it's about i was seeing on television today in florida there are some rules now that they can't have gay pride rallies and do things out in the public you know they have to do them inside the building some building my take on that my friends is that we're all striving to be free we need to be free we have to be free we struggle we fight to be free for our lives true freedom is more so here i think that any other country in the world you know we've got communist countries that really severely restrict people from doing things. And, and then more so, if you take somebody's life against their will, then that is the ultimate sin, you know, because then you've taken away their freedom completely. And so Mother and Father God, they create spirit children and souls just by that synchronicity of thought and the words and babies spring out of their mouths. Or I don't know exactly where they come from. Flying around little Spirit baby is saying, I want to go to Earth to be a spirit. Can I go to Earth? Can I go to a planet to be a physical body? Oh, yes. And that's how they're they're birthed, and then they grow up through instruction in the spiritual realms, you know. So there are children in heaven, yes. I mean, you can be born here on Earth and die as a child and then go to heaven and then be raised until you're an adult, in heaven from what I have read and understood anyway I'm going to take a drink of water so not only does Father God want a woman by his side and who can tell Father God that he can't would you tell him I'm sorry you know it says in the Bible you're not supposed to have a woman by your side sorry Father God you can't have a woman by your side I know You probably don't want one. Why would you think that? Father God would want a woman by his side because he's a man. You know, he wants to create. Yes, that... Excuse me. I'm going to take another drink of water. The wonderful feelings we get from intimacy, suffice it to say, are continued in the spiritual realm. Isn't that good news? I heard from Sylvia Brown, in one of her books, that when we do, we can merge with people of the opposite sex, they're in heaven, we can merge with, even with males, but it's more like a mental mind thing, rather than a physical body, but if you merge with a a male and a female merge in heaven, it's a wonderful experience, there's a lot of love, you don't have to worry about bodily fluids, you know, an orgasm that lasts seven minutes, you know, Absolutely amazing. I'm looking forward to that. Imagine that. An orgasm for seven minutes. You know, I'll be just like, wow. Yeah. So heaven awaits us, my friends. It's true. It's out there. You see it every day. But you forget about it because it's in the sky you don't realize. And, you know, deep in your soul, deep in the core of your being, you know that the very source of light here for our solar system. I was talking with my wife today, and I said, well, you know, last year, blah, 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 we did this. Next year, we're going to be doing that. And, you know, one year is one revolution around the sun, but do people often think about that, you know, that we're evolving around our sun, you know, going at a very fast speed? I mean, it's all great. It's all good. I'm not telling you anything new. People know that, astronomers know that, scientists know that, you know. I'm just saying I am enjoying the ride. I think it's great, you know. It's an amazing, amazing, fantastic, awesome situation that we're a part of and it's all empowered by the Supreme Creator who put all this into effect. You know, call it gravity, call it what you want. But we're on a ride of our lives, you know living in a world with atmosphere. Have you ever seen the world from up above? Just go to YouTube and, and type in the International Space Station. They've got a feed, live feed from wherever they are over the world. You can look down upon the world and it's just a beautiful blue and white world. A huge place, an amazing creation. Just fantastic, magnificent, and awesome, you know. And that's only one of many throughout the universe. Oh, my God. It is an incredible thing we're a part of, you know. And as I mentioned, gravity or whatever you want to call it, think about it's all held in existence by the might of the Supreme Creator's power. His, her omnipotence and omniscience envisioned it from the beginning before the Big Bang, Brought everything out, imagined everything there would be and will be, and then by the power of his, her will, everything, there was that one initial explosion and everything began forming itself in accordance with the Supreme Creator's plan, which is just awesome, you know. And then that near-death experience by Donna Ribodeau, check it out on YouTube, please. Near death experience, creator of the universe. She had an encounter with the creator of the universe, and she said her spirit body felt the supreme creator coming, like from she was out in outer space. I guess maybe she called it eternity. She'd gone through a saran rat kind of veil, and she said her body knew that that the creator of the universe was coming. Because her cells and her body were saying to her, it's amazing, I don't know how, but he's coming, he's coming. And all of a sudden, from like behind the earth came this power, this electrical kind of huge, awesome spirit. And the best way she said she could describe it was, it looked like an aurora borealis. But she knew it was a being that didn't have a face. It wasn't a he or a she. It wasn't an it. It was the supreme creator who created everything. That created, you know, all the sentient beings on all the different planets throughout the universe. Created all the, the planets and the suns and the moons throughout the universe. All the animal and plant life on all the planets throughout the universe. And also the spiritual realms too. You know, each of us has a infinitesimal piece of the Supreme Creator, a spirit. The, it's really the soul. You know, a spark of the the Supreme Creator is what our souls are. What our souls are—a piece, kind of like a drop of water in the ocean of the Supreme Creator's spirit. And ultimately, as we go through the process of life after life on different planets, through that reincarnation cycle, as we become more pure in spirit and soul, as we work out karmic deaths, as we become more evolved, we get to a level of mere perfection, and then we can become co-creator gods, and then create our own children in the spirit realms, and have our... And have our own solar system and create our own planets. Does that not appeal? Does that not appeal to anybody? Or you could be a co-creator god and have power like the supreme creator, a magical kind of power, and angels working for you to make things happen. Our mother and father god in heaven. They have a throne room, you know, it's in heaven, paradise, I call it. you got to get the book Paradise, the Holy City, and the Glory of the Throne. If you want to know what heaven is like, get that book. It's the best book. Believe me, I read a lot of books on heaven, but this one is the best. Paradise, the Holy City, and the Glory of the Throne. Actually, you can get a PDF version on Google Chrome. Just type in Paradise, the Holy City, and the Glory of the Throne. It will give you—I mean, it doesn't have everything— that I've learned about heaven in that particular book, but it is an amazing book, and it will prepare you for where you're ultimately going or want to go, right? And you want to graduate from this existence with honors, don't you? You want to increase the intensity of your light bulb, of your soul, don't you? You want to go from a 60-watt to a 100-watt light bulb, so to speak, soul, don't you? because when you get to heaven, you're gonna shine with a light. Not only will you wear a robe, and the whiter your robe, the more pure your spirituality, your level of evolution, your level of spirituality. They have robes, they have gowns of whiteness in heaven. And you can wear a crown too if you're sufficiently developed spiritually, but you shine with the light. Some of the patriarchs of the Bible, some of the disciples, a great spiritual man throughout the history of earth that have lived throughout the centuries from different cultures, different eras. The philosophers, the Greek philosopher, Demosthenes, great orators like Lincoln, like Churchill and Kennedy are there, Martin Luther King. Activities go on all the time in heaven. I plan on being there myself, I guarantee you. We will meet there in heaven, my friends. And you will listen to one of my talks and maybe a great stadium or an amphitheater. And I say this humbly, but I've worked on my spirituality, my evolution, my friends, like I'm doing now, talking to you on radio, BBS radio. It is a channel of spirituality. And I've known some, you know, in previous years. There was one time a website called spiritweb.org and it was kind of geared towards spiritual development, you know, and it was uh, like a chat that we could tune in chat and say really nice things to each other and love on each other and talk about spirituality and then they did away with that, I forget, for whatever reason. But I will be in heaven and I consider myself an advanced soul and there are a lot of advanced souls. Here on Earth, I think there are more advanced souls than many other planets around the universe, you know? So, heaven is going to be filled with activities. But don't forget, then you have this, the throne room of the Mother and Father garden, Jesus who died on the cross, you know? That soul that came from another planet in the Milky Way galaxy, and I'm not talking about the baby who was born on in Bethlehem, I'm talking about the soul that came here and lived, the last, lived those three years and performed that ministry and did all those miracles, all those miracles, and then all people can think about is how Jesus died on the cross for our sins because they're connected to the story of Adam and Eve, which, as I mentioned, is a myth. We don't need redemption from our sins. That was not what the Creator, our Mother and Father God, planned for us. If you want to be forgiven for your sins, my friends, reconcile yourself with your mother, your loving Mother and Father God, your creators of your soul and your spirit, on a daily basis. Forgive me for this, forgive me for that. You don't need an intermediary. Set yourself free. Think outside the box. Don't be told how to think like religion has done. And, you know, there's so many religions, 4,000 different religions in this world— each one claiming to profess the truth, then you know that there can only be one truth. So you have to accept, like I did, that not everything the Bible says is true. And that's a hard pill for some people to swallow. But the truth is the truth, and the truth will set you free. And you want to discover the truth before you transition to the afterlife. Because if you don't, then you will have lost a great opportunity to learn the truth while you were here. You will ultimately learn it there in heaven, but it's better to know it now before you go over there. So you won't be filled with remorse and regret for not having known better. And, Oh, that disappointment. I can sense it that some people have. If only I'd known better. If only I'd listened to so-and-so, if only I could have read more books on the subject. If only I could have done more research, if only I could have believed, if only I hadn't followed that person, because we all need to walk alone in our journey of beliefs, my friends. We need to search the answers for ourselves, and that's what I've done, and I have no problem with you listening to me and maybe accepting some of my beliefs, which I've learned from other people. The throne room of the mother and father God is a beautiful place. And as I mentioned, it shines with a light that will knock you down unless you're prepared for it. And that is the truth. Unless you are sufficiently developed spiritually, that light will wash over you with a glory and brilliance that will knock you down like a 90 mile an hour hurricane force wind. And that is the truth, my friends. And that's the kind of thing that I'll be talking about in heaven, not to mention all the extraterrestrials that are out there. In the intergalactic federation of sovereign planets alone, there are over 26,000 types of species, different kinds, human being-like, gray-like, with different skin, different color skins, different hairs, some with no hair, big eyes, different shapes of eyes and ears, like Mr. Spock, nine feet tall, three feet tall, big, wide, with hair like feathers. The supreme creator my friends, as a creator of bodies. And no one can limit the imagination of the supreme creator's creativity, if you know what I mean. We can't limit the imagination of the supreme creator. Imagine yourself thinking about if you were magical, if you had magical powers, and we see it all the time, these superheroes and uh, Harry Potter, you know, how they're able to play with magic. Now, think of that as being actually real, and some being, some tremendous being in the universe having that kind of magical power, that omnipotence, and that omniscience. And Donna Ribodeau, in her near-death experience, you know, when she was there in eternity, and it was almost like she was, Thinking by thought, you know, it was telepathic communication. And she all of a sudden realized she said to herself, Oh my God, you are the creator of the universe. And just it came it came back just instantly in that same second she heard back, I am the creator of the universe. And then she said, Oh my God, you know everything and just that same split second the creator replied back, I know everything. Imagine that. The creator knows everything. And the creator is omnipotent and has magical power to create. Imagine imagine creating a planet. Imagine creating a soul and a spirit. Imagine creating a galaxy. The Supreme Creator and by the way, as how you praise the Creator and all creation here on Earth, you will be continuing that when you get to the afterlife. So those who praise more and better here on Earth will praise even more and better when they get to the afterlife. That's something to remember, right? You can do that. I'm not afraid. I don't want to die. but Don't get me wrong, you know. I don't have any morbid fantasies. But I am intelligent enough to realize that tomorrow is not guaranteed for me, and I don't know when my expiration date is. Neither do you. If you do, I'd like to know about it. Call me. Call BBS Radio. Tell me. You know when you're going to die. So it, it, it's the intelligent thing to do, and it behooves all of us to increase our knowledge in spiritual matters, not just human materialistic matters, but also spiritual matters. Am I right? That's the logical thing to do. It's like preparing for a cruise. We have a cruise next week, God willing. You know, I don't count my chickens before they hatch. I know things can happen, but if our Mother and Father God are okay with it, then it will happen, and we'll get to the boat in Seattle, and then we'll go up to Alaska, and we'll come back, and then I'll miss next Saturday. But the following Saturday, I'll be right out here on my patio talking to you again. And, yes, I will have a place in heaven where people can come and listen to me. You know, I've had my book. I've got my book in the Amazon Kindle bookstore called The Gray Brain and the Golden Soul, because the soul is the brain of the spirit. Also, I had other shows on BBS radio called Spirits of the Universe, because that's what we are. I've had another show called God is on the Sun, Also, Gods and Goddesses. I change my show occasionally, the name of it, you know, to what it is today, Church of the Soul's Evolution. i was thinking about changing it again, but Doug and I agreed that's a pretty good title, so I think I'll keep it that way. And yes, we're not alone in the universe, my friends. We're not alone. I sure would like to make contact with extraterrestrials, but unfortunately that very violent element of society has stopped that, you know, right? Those people who are have a proclivity to violence, suffice it to say, who are the uh, rogues and scoundrels of our civilization, the tyrants, the bullies, the dictators, The minority, I estimate about 20% of the population of the world, maybe less, are the kind which is dragging us back. Us, 80% are the good, decent, family-oriented, kind, generous, loving people of the world, and being run over, roughshod by the bad guys, you know? It's too bad. It had to happen that way. I've got one minute left, my friend, so thank you for listening. It's a pleasure talking to you and telling you about my beliefs and my philosophies. And I wish all of you the best. May the Mother and Father God bless all of you and help you in any way you need and keep you safe and well. I love you, and I'll talk to you not next Saturday, but the following Saturday. Take care. Bye-bye.